Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Theater Podcast, intimate personal conversations with the industry's biggest names. This interview is with Madison Lagares, who is a 13-year-old amazing, amazing actor that I've had the pleasure of knowing since she was, I think, nine, nine and a half when she was first doing School of Rock. So I've seen her career grow uh, quite a bit in the last couple of years. 13 now, incredibly genuine. She realizes she has got such a good thing going with multiple Broadway credits, TV and film credits. She's been auditioning for Disney. She's been doing workshops with John Mellencamp. She has a recording contract now with a record label, so she's going to start putting out her own music in both English and in Spanish. She's just got so much going on, I think we're going to be able to easily say we knew her when. She still prioritizes school, which I think is incredibly cool and incredibly humble. She realizes that an education is everything, but everybody, just please keep your eye on her. Support her. She is such an amazing and fun person to talk to. Find me online on Instagram and Twitter at theater underscore podcast. I'm on facebook.com slash official theater podcast. Hit that like button, leave a rating, leave a review wherever you are listening now. And everybody, please enjoy this episode now with Madison Elizabeth Lagares. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here you go. One, two, three... My guest today is a highly accomplished Broadway veteran with numerous TV credits, including one of my favorite shows, Search Party. She was hand-selected by Gloria Estefan in Get On Your Feet, helped bring School of Rock to life with Alex Brightman, has recently signed to a recording label, and has become buds with Andrew Lloyd Webber, and happens to currently be workshopping a new musical with John Mellencamp. And she's only 13. Madison Lagares, welcome to the theater podcast. Hi, Alan. How are you? Good, good, good. I actually, yeah, we were talking before we started rolling that I, I we met uh, 
three and a half years ago for when you when you're doing School of Rock, it's been that long. And it, it, I mean, three and a half years when you're 13 is a good chunk of your life. It is. <laughs> but you've been performing, you've been performing for how long? When did you start performing? Um, I started professionally performing when I was around um, eight or nine years old. That was when I started professionally, but I've been um, in the business since I was like five or six years old. So it's it's been a long time, definitely. I was scrolling back through your Instagram feed, trying to prep for this, and it looks like you have a picture with uh, with Alex Brightman, which means School of Rock, in a very similar time frame from starting Get On Your Feet. So did did you get cast for Get On Your Feet while workshopping School of Rock? Or how did the timeline work out? So when I was in, um, I got into On Your Feet around, um, I can't say how many years, it was a long time, it was a while ago. Um, I was around um, nine or 10 years old. And um, I was pretty young at the time. And, you know, just to get some background on, you know, how the industry works, since it was my first time on Broadway, my parents took me to see a couple of Broadway shows and School of Rock was ironically one of them. And so I went, I was completely in awe. I was, um, I watched Alex Brightman on stage and just everyone, just, it was, they were so talented. And I remember like vividly after the show ended, I was just, I was on the other side of the gate. I was like, you know, asking for their autographs. They took um, the photo that you saw with Alex Brightman. And I remember, you know, after I finished School of Rock, after the after party, um, I took like the same picture with Alex Brightman just um, like three years later. And it was just, it was very ironic. And it was, I loved it so much. And it was a great experience, definitely. So, so you've been singing since you said five or six? Yes, five or six, but more professionally, like eight or nine. Yeah. So at what point then, I mean, is it you? Is it your parents? At what point are you just walking around the house singing at five or six? And then you're like, I need to take lessons. I need to get, uh, you know, go to classes. Where does where does the professionalism start to get turned up? And where is school in all of this? Um, so I definitely, my parents tell me the story all the time. When I was younger, um, I was very like, you know, active and very energetic, you know, <laughs> in nicer terms, I was um, energetic and they decided that they needed to find me kind of an outlet. So they put me in like everything under the sun from like soccer and ballet and tap and, you know, all these different things. And I enjoyed them. It just wasn't really, you know, it didn't really speak to me like in the way that singing and musical theater did. So after they put me into musical theater, I literally put all my time and effort into it. And I just knew it was something that I wanted to do with my life. So um, that was me at like, you know, five or six years old. I was like, I knew what I wanted to do with my life. So um, they, my parents decided to invest in um, vocal lessons and I got this amazing vocal teacher. Um, and she said when I kind of tried out for her, she said that my voice was actually very strong. So she wanted to like lead me kind of, you know, into a different path than I wanted. So I was more like, you know, I kind of want to be on Broadway now, and I, even though I was a bit young. Um, but she trained me. Um, she taught me the techniques and everything that I need to learn, like how to breathe in my diaphragm. And it was definitely a lot because even though my voice was strong, I still needed some, you know, touch up things to do. And um, it was definitely a different path. And after a while of vocal lessons and, you know, touching up my voice, I auditioned for Broadway and that's when um, I got On Your Feet. And I definitely learned a lot on the way, like, from to On Your Feet and during On Your Feet. And I learned how to be like a professional, like, nine-year-old girl. And I definitely matured a lot faster than the, your average nine-year-old. But um, I definitely, I knew my way around the industry and it was um, fun. And after On Your Feet ended, they wanted me to do the tour. But as you said before, 
Um, I didn't want to miss school, you know, so much, especially since I was like, you know, in my primary years of school. Um, so I decided to stay. Um, and I did school, like either when I was doing rehearsals, they would bring a tutor over with us. Um, we would tutor while we were doing rehearsals, especially like in school of rock and stuff like that. So, um, school was definitely still a main priority with me and it still is, um, no matter like, you know, how busy I get, I always make sure to keep school in that specific, um, path and yeah so it's it's definitely been busy you know my whole life but I managed to keep it all balanced and everything so that's it's fascinating to me because where you are now two Broadway shows under your belt you've got a recording contract you're which side note you you plan on recording in both English and Spanish which I think is very lovely and and it speaks to the lack of representation I think we have and we'll get to that but but I'm I'm fascinated because at 13 you have gone farther than a lot of people go in their entire careers, their entire lives, right? They come to the city, they start working to live instead of living to work and they can't make those 5 a.m. cattle calls and they can't get up and do do these these big auditions and or never get an agent or whatever the case is. So it at what point, I mean, so I guess, was it your parents or, or <clears throat> did you already know somebody that got you that audition for that voice coach? And then was it the voice coach that got you the audition for Get On Your Feet? Um, well, it was definitely, um, since I was a little girl, it was definitely my mom. She always pushed me to, um, you know, be very, you know, on it with different things to be organized. And that's what she taught me ever since I was just at a very young age. So when I told her that I wanted to go into the singing and the acting and the industry, um, she was very, she was very fond of it. She was like, okay, and we just need to work on your craft. So she, she's like, a re, she like researches everything. Like even now she like goes through like YouTube videos and like, you know, goes through people's Instagrams just to like, you know, it's just to get all the research that I need to get before, you know, auditions and everything. And at that point she was, um, she knew that I, it's what I wanted to do. So she um, found the like, a vocal teacher she's like this is like the best of the best we need to you know get you in with this um woman and um I got in and um it's it was definitely hard finding uh, my vocal teacher but my parents and um my mom especially she just pushed for me to you know get it and to have like you know the background and everything so it's I'm de definitely grateful to her for like you know keeping me on top so it's definitely um all her so yeah. Well, in terms of schooling, then, if you knew, I mean, you said at five, you knew what you wanted to do. Five or six, you're like, I want to be on Broadway. And then it started to happen. And, and so then I've talked to a lot of people uh, in their 20s and their 30s and even in their 40s and later who, who didn't go to college or didn't finish college, right? And we're talking about college. You haven't even made it through, through high school yet. And, and obviously, you need, to, you need to make it through high school. You got to get at least that going on. But they're... they're and I don't know actually which camp I'm in, but there are people who are like, if you know you can get a job, if you know you have a career and a future, then don't go to, you don't need to go to college. But there are others that are like, I mean, you look at, I, I think famously like Natalie Portman, right? Who big is child actor who then still went to college or even James Franco, right? Like he's got this, this reputation for being a total stoner, but he went to Columbia. So he obviously education is important to them outside of their craft. So have you thought ahead to to this point in your life later on of, I mean, I guess it might be a little too early to say, but have you, at this point right now, 13, do you, um, do you know sort of where you want to go, what you want to do? Do you want to like be, move into the recording artist side or stay on Broadway? 
Um, I think it's definitely been a hard decision on what, like, what path to go on. I definitely think that um, for me, um, you know, going down the college path would be, you know, best for me as, you know, <laughs> you know, as like I'm a child now, so I'm definitely don't have like it's way far up the road. But um, I also I do think that education is definitely very important, and you know, just having you know college on your background is just you know, it's very, <laughs> it's, it's easy to get into different things with that kind of thing. And I think that it'll also build a lot of experience for me if I go down that path. Um, but I do definitely, it's in between whether I want to go to the um, recording aspect or the, um, sorry, <laughs> like the recording aspect or the Broadway aspect. I definitely, I like both of them equally. I just think that, you know, at the moment I'm going towards the, you know, since Broadway is kind of shut down with COVID and everything, I'm, you know, I want to stay active and everything with my voice and I want to keep my voice, you know, um, you know, working. So I think that definitely recording would definitely be a good, you know, path for me to go on at the moment. I'm planning to record um, different genres of songs because I'm definitely an eclectic when it comes to music. Um, I know all different types of genres and, I know that it'll definitely be a good path for me. So that's definitely it. So. Oh, that's interesting. The, and I presented the question as either or, but actually I think that there, there's a great opportunity now, especially with technology, the internet, the, all of the ways that we can do things at home even, um, which the last year and a half has shown us that, that you could probably, I won't say easily, but you can do both. You can do sort of a thing where you are are recording during the day and performing eight shows a week at night. You know, once once that uh, once you get to that sort of, of time frame in your life, I think that there that there's a lot of opportunity there. But I want to go back to to the like I guess being a child in the industry, right? And and I compare myself to you at thirteen, and I had I thought I was the shit when I was 13, right? And girls mature faster than guys and and whatnot. But I don't think I would have ever had the wherewithal that that you do. And even other children, like talking to Andrew Barth Feldner, right? I talked to him when he was 18 and he's, I guess, or 17. I guess he's, he's only 18 now. It was last year. But like these children, you included, blow me away. And you even did when I first met you, you know, three and a half years ago for School of Rock, like more talent in, in your little finger than I have in my whole body. And I am so impressed with your dedication and and how you're willing to to, I guess, stay stay open to change. You don't walk into these situations like I think I would have and been like, I'm here. So everyone give me the part now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, I definitely, it's definitely a process and it takes some time to getting, to get used to it in general. But, um, I definitely being an on your feet, it it gave me a lot of experience, you know, how to, it's, it's easy to, you know, um, go into an audition and to, you know, be prepared and everything. It's just the way that you prepare for the audition in general and how you go about it and how you, you speak to people. And it's definitely, it's definitely difficult. And, um, I, I know that being um, dedicated is definitely a big part of it too. You have to always, um, you know, be there and you have to be just <laughs> like, it's, it's hard to explain like in, into words, but um, being, you know, in the moment all the time. And so um, you have to be dedicated in general. You have to be organized, which is something that I had to learn because I was, um, you know, when I was younger, I was definitely kind of unorganized and, um, kind of unbit together, like in my first audition, um, it was like so long ago, it was like six years ago. Um, 
my, I went into this audition. I was like six years old, seven years old. And my mom had like the week before taken a photo with like her iPhone four or something. And just of me in the front of my backyard. And she printed that out. And that was my headshot. And so I went into this audition and everyone was like so professional. They had everything ready. They were so prepared. They had these professional headshots, like full resumes. And I was just like, what am I doing here? I was like, what is going on here? And so it was after that, I was like, you know, I, I need to start working on that, get more prepared. And so after that audition, um, which actually I was talking to the um, director of um, who was auditioned me at that exact audition. She's telling me that she actually kept my resume and my, um, my small little headshot. Yeah. She saw something in me that, um, that I guess I didn't see at the time, but um, she saw it in me and, she believed in me, which is um, definitely, it, it didn't, it made me, you know, more confident in that aspect. But I definitely know that um, after that audition, I was like, you know, I'm going to get a professional headshot, a professional resume. I'm going to do more things to build my resume. And it de- you definitely have to be prepared. That's why I have like a songbook um, of different genres. I have like a theater songbook, a pop songbook, um, and a binder and everything. So you definitely have to be prepared when it comes to just not only auditioning, but, you know, being in the industry. Because you never know when someone might you know, need you to perform this song and you never know. That's the thing about the industry. You never know when you might need to go on for this role. You just always have to have that in the back of your brain and you always have to be prepared for something like that to happen. So, yeah. What, what about what about the TV and film side of things? Because having a, a talented child who can sing and is humble and like, you know, all the things we've just been talking about, have have you tried have, to audition for TV and film? Because it seems like you'd just be perfect to lead this Disney show that, you know, and, and on Disney Channel, right? It's like, you know, may, uh, hang out time with Madison. I'm trying to think of a good uh, alliteration, but I couldn't think of one. Um, well, I definitely have auditioned for Disney multiple times, actually. Um, I definitely know it's um, harder since I'm in New York and some of them are based off in L.A. So the traveling aspect is a bit hard. But I actually I think it was you know a couple of weeks ago I had um, a producer session with these Disney execs and I was just getting prepared and everything. And um, I was really confident in it. it was, they basically had me, um, you know, sing a song. They had me do these lines. and It was for the main character of the show. And I was just, this was my first producer session that I've ever done in my life. And um, it was definitely on Zoom, which made it a lot, you know, easier. Because if it was in person, I would have been like, what is going on here? (laughs) So um, I was in the comfort of my own home. I was, you know, very chill. I had my trusty water bottle with me. So it was definitely, um, it was easier on the, you know, being here and just more comfortable. But I was, I definitely had a lot of experience. And they told me, um, a couple of I think days ago that they wanted someone older for the role. And so they said that I was very close to getting the role. They just wanted someone older. And I didn't, I didn't look at it as like failure. I looked at it more as like, you know, experience. So I got to learn tons about being in a producer session, how to answer questions, how to, you know, be in that aspect. So it was definitely a good experience. And I think the movie and the um, TV aspect to just, you know, my career, I've been working on a lot of movies, you know, since I was younger, I've been in short films, um, TV shows like Search Party, which is your um, show that you're very fond of. (laughs) And I think that it's definitely a change between the two of them. There's definitely different, very, very different, because I know that um, I say this to people all the time that 
um, theater is very different from, you know, being on camera because in theater, you always have to overemphasize your reactions and your movements with your face and your, you have to over project. Whereas in um, TV, it's more natural. It's more on the natural side. You don't have to like over, you know, <laughs> exaggerate your facial features or anything. Um, so I definitely think it's definitely a bit of a change, but the more you um, adapt to it and the more, if you can switch between those two, um, like flawlessly, then I think it's, it's, it gets easier along the way. So it's definitely a challenge, but it's, if you, you know, have the right teachers and if you have the right, um, people to, you know, lead you along the way, then you'll definitely pull up. We're going to take a short break. Stay tuned for more of the episode. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Who do you sort of model? Do you, I guess, model your your songbook or your career or anything after a certain type of, of a certain type of performance or a certain type of, of performer? I guess because what I'm getting at sort of is is the lack of representation in their industry that I alluded to earlier, right? Like it's been a lot of straight or a lot of white people, a lot of straight white people who are in the creative seat and, and looking back, you know, when you started, obviously there's been a great amount of social reckoning that's happened in the last two or two or three years. And then even more so, we, I still don't know how Broadway is going to come back and, and show the change that everyone needs it needs to see in that way. But I guess I'll stop talking there. At what, who, who did you look up to? Who did you, who do you look up to now? If you look up to anybody, and sort of, how do you feel about all this? Uh, well, I think that everyone has, you know, some sort of person that they model after. Um, definitely for me, um, it's not like a specific, um, you know, it's not like a specific one person. I think it's, you know, uh, multiple people actually. I think, and when it comes to the, you know, acting TV show, I think it's more of. Um, let's see I like um Angelina Jolie I think she's a very authentic actress um also Meryl Streep she's a legend she's Mm -hmm. great when it comes to she's like a triple threat she can I I love watching movies with her in it she can act she can sing she can dance she's just a triple threat and that's what I want to be definitely when I grow up um and when it comes to the Broadway aspect of things definitely people like um Mandy Gonzalez um she's just an amazing, you know, person in real life. Um, she's very talented when it comes to singing and acting. And she's also, she's Latina. So she's, you know, part of my heritage. And so I think it's something to definitely look at, look up to, um, as a person. And I think that also Idina Menzel's amazing. 
Mm-hmm. Also, not not even in the Broadway aspect, but when it comes to singing, definitely if you want to move back in time, you have um, Aretha Franklin, you have you know um, Billie Holiday, and you have you know those um, genres of music. And but now more into the I'm more into the pop now since you know everyone's listening to pop. I like um, people like Dua Lipa. Lady Gaga has always been one of my you know idols. She's amazing. She's her singing is just so like unique and that's what I love about singers um, nowadays. They're just, they have like unique voices. Like you can listen to someone and be like, Oh, that's Ariana Grande or Oh, that's Lady Gaga. And I've always, I guess I've always wanted to, you know, have a voice that's just very unique and you can be like, Oh, like one day you can be like, Oh, that's Madison Lee Harris, I guess. And um, just being, I think that's just um, a really great accomplishment to have a voice that you can just hear and be like, Oh, that's that. So definitely unique voices, um, people who are like that. And also people who stay true to their, not only their roots, but, um, just to them in general, like, uh, like Selena, um, she, mm-hmm. she Latina, but she didn't, she didn't necessarily speak, you know, Latin, like full on fluent Spanish, but she definitely went back to her roots. She sang all these Spanish songs and she was known like not only in America, but in also Latin America. So that's something that you, that's a really great accomplishment, especially. So I I love people that stay true to their heritage, their ethnicity and just them as a person. So those are definitely people I look up to and I kind of want to be like when I grow up. So I think, I think you did a really good job. Again, going back to your Instagram feed, I, I, it not often do I look at a 13 year old's Instagram feed. Right. And, <laughs> and, uh, I, I was very, very happy to see the feed was, was so well, I mean, all your, your photos and your captions, and it was all just so thoughtful and kind. I think that's what surprised me the most is just how it comes across, how kind you are in in how you present yourself and i can tell that even by talking with you now that that's it's it's not an act right i think you really are this kind of person and and i can tell that you want to just you want to express yourself you want to do good in the world you want to just feel happy in your career and i want to go back to the fact you turned down the tour of get on your feet to stay in school i don't know how many other people in this situation would have done that either like you're still very grounded through all of this. Yeah, it's it's definitely I had my parents to thank for that. Um, you know, being 13, especially now that I'm, you know, in school in person to just being in middle school in general, um, it can definitely be hard because there's a lot of, you know, kids who like especially you have to choose your friend groups wisely because it really, you know, matters in which friend group you're in because um, you know, as people some people learn the hard way and some people um they learn by people telling them definitely um, stay true to who you are because especially in middle school and high school, when you get to that aspect of your life, it's really hard to, you know, um, be hang around with people and they can kind of change who you are as a person. And you always want to like live up to other people's expectations. And that's something that, you know, I've always, um, it's been hard to, you know, be kind of, (laughs) you know, you know, stay true to who I am, I guess in general, and especially being in the industry, everyone, I guess they look at you a certain way. And, um, when people don't actually know that in real life, I'm actually, I'm more me- on the mellow side, the shy side. And people are just like, whoa, but you were on Broadway. And it's, it's more, I don't like to, um, I don't brag about um, Broadway. It's definitely something that I don't do. Um, I, 
people obviously they know they can see on my Instagram, but I always make sure to, you know, stay humble with it. And I don't want to, you know, (laughs) brag about a lot of things. So I'm definitely, people are shocked to hear that I'm like more on the shy, you know, side. And they're like, Whoa, that's kind of surprising. So there's definitely that. And my, with my, you know, social media, my Instagram is definitely, um, there's been a lot of times I was like, Hey, can I post a selfie kind of thing? And it's more like, you kind of want to keep, you know, a certain, you know, theme to your Instagram, I guess you don't want to seem, you know, especially if, you know, a producer or something, they look at your Instagram because you're, you know, in the works for a role. You definitely want to keep it so that it's clean, I guess. So it's definitely, it's been my parents. They, they're kind of like my prep, like my <laughs> kind of people. They um, help me with my um, captions. They help me out be like eloquent. Cause like sometimes when you're, especially being virtual all year, you kind of learn all these like acronyms and like texting, you say like, LOL. And you can't really um, put that kind of stuff in your professional Instagram so it's, it's definitely been a challenge since I'm, you know, also a teenager, but my parents definitely, I have them to thank for that. And so they, they also keep me grounded and, you know, who I am as a person and all that. So, yeah. I was going to, I was going to go to your parents next, actually, because uh, something that, that we'll get into at the end, one of the, one of the closing questions, um, this is similar to this. I don't want to give it away because I want your answer in the moment there, but um, I, I was, I'm going to ask sort of what, what do your parents do right in in the industry? Because you have stage moms and stage dads, stage parents, right? That just can go turn into monsters on behalf of their children. And and I have never met your parents. They're not on this interview, but I, I get the impression that they're not like that. Yes. Um they they're they're very authentic um people, definitely. And I know that um it, it's been kind of hard. Um you know, with my mom, since I have a younger sister, she's also in school. She's uh, two and a half years younger than I am. So it's hard, you know, being a parent, obviously, I don't know what it's like to have two children, obviously, but she has to keep my younger sister, you know, in school. She has to keep her, you know, my mom and (laughs) she, my mom is she, but (laughs) she has to keep, um, you know, her in school and me, you know, she has to, um, you know, say all the auditions that I'm auditioning for. She has to make sure they're clean. And also my dad in the aspect, um, he helps me with my, um, you know, kind of my um, press, you know, what to, what to say, how to respond to questions. You know, he kind of helped me with like how to, um, you know, work on interviews kind of like this when I was much younger. So it's definitely, I'm still working on it, you know, how to, you know, be eloquent with my words and everything. Um, But they definitely both help in that aspect. And I know that on Broadway, they were both, um, insanely, my whole family actually, they're insanely supportive of me. And, um, my mom normally, she would drive me into the city, which is like, um, an hour away from here. She'd drive me in every day, um, there. And my dad would pick me up since he worked in the city. Um, he actually works in the Catskills now, but, um, basically, yeah. So they would both, you know, contribute, 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 <laughs> contribute to, um, you know, trick bringing me to there from there. They'd watch the shows. They would literally wait hours just so I can get off the show. And, um, they they were both very supportive and they, they were definitely, you know, very involved in my career ever since I was a little girl. So I definitely have them to thank for that. That's really cool. Well, you're, you're very lucky to have, you know, two parents who are supportive of, of such a, a volatile career in the arts, but obviously they can see the talent that is there and and hopefully you know you can continue um and this is just the beginning especially as you get into high school i mean 
you're the the voice matures, the acting matures, and you're going to you're going to be go places. I think, especially with the recording artist side of stuff here. So uh, we can all say we knew you win. But <laughs> tell me about um, in the heights, which as we record this, is it's going to come out in nine days. Um, what the representation of the of the Latinx community? What does this mean to you personally? in this movie, in the show? Um, well, I'm definitely, I'm insanely excited for this to come out. Um, I'm also, I'm, I'm very, I feel like I've been waiting a long time for a movie like this to come out because, you know, on Broadway and in certain movies and everything, there hasn't been a lot of, you know, Latina, Hispanic, you know, side of that. And I, it's definitely, it's exciting to, you know, show other people that side of us, you know, especially the music and the dancing. And I think that it's something that I'm definitely proud of. I'm definitely very proud of being a Latina because just my heritage and also food is amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> amazing. But um, it's definitely I'm very proud to be a Latina and I know that um, other people are too. And it's just something that um, I feel like we've all been waiting to show other people. And I think people, a lot of people are going to enjoy in the Heights, just not only in the Heights in general, I just feel like a lot of things are going to pick up. I hope so. Um, in Broadway and like movies and TV shows when it comes to like Latina and all that. Um, and I think that people are really going to enjoy it and they're just going to love it as much as we do. So that's definitely what I think in that aspect. Um, and I'm just very excited for it to happen. That's very cool. All right. So the last thing I'm going to ask you before we wrap up is something I teased at the very beginning that you're working on a new musical with John Mellencamp, <laughs> right? I'm so excited for that. It's, um, I think we started the readings like a year and a half. I think it was around a year and a half ago. Um, and it, it's, it was definitely, it was a process to start the readings. I was younger when I started. It was actually on my birthday of like last year. That's what I remember. It was, they, I literally celebrated my birthday being in that amazing, with all those amazing people. They sang happy birthday for me. Um, but it was definitely, it was my first reading that I've done. I haven't, I don't think I've done any workshops when it comes to Broadway. I've always either come, you know, towards the end, like the last cast and everything. So I, it was definitely a great experience. And it's not something that a lot of people can say, like I was in the reading and hopefully I go through, you know, till when it gets on, if it gets on Broadway. So um, hopefully I get to have all that experience under my belt. And it was definitely a great experience, especially working with um, the amazing John Mellencamp. He's just such a legend in the music community. And I learned a lot from him. He definitely gave me some notes and, um, it, it was just such like the music, the people, it was just an amazing thing to be a part of. So, and I definitely want to do it again. That's very cool. Is, so is there anything else that you can, that you're allowed to say about it? Is there a timeline? I guess it sort of shut down for COVID and is it going to pick back up again? It actually, it didn't, I don't think it didn't necessarily shut down for COVID. It was more like they actually had us doing some things at home. They sent us like some tracks and they wanted us to record some of the songs that's going to be in the show. We didn't necessarily do the, so we did the reading um, twice. You know, we did it um, one at, um, you know, in the place like about a year and a half ago and about a couple of months ago, we did a zoom reading like, you know, like this and we had our lines in front of us. It was more like a reading and, about a couple of weeks ago, actually, it's just, it's been still go, it's still going. So a couple of weeks ago, they had us, you know, record professionally a couple of songs that we had to do with the backing track. And, you know, hopefully after when things start picking up again, we get to go in in person and just record, you know, like professionally and do the scenes and the choreography and everything so that it can maybe hopefully go into workshop and previews and hopefully get into Broadway. 
So that's that's kind of like a process. It's definitely a lot more intricate than that, but that, that's just like the simpler version of it. That's well, of course, you know, I know like some shows literally take to eight to ten years to get onto Broadway and. Yeah, they take a super long time. All right. So the three questions I ask everyone to end every episode here. The very the first one, very simply, is just what motivates you? Um, what motivates me is my family. Um, definitely knowing that they push me and they they put all their time and effort into, you know, making me who I am today. And definitely they motivate me to be better, to strive and to make them proud one day. So yeah. Oh, I love that. All right. So the next question, and this is this is the one similar to, to what I was asking about what your parents do well. Okay. So this question is, what advice would you give to your younger self and younger people listening now starting out down a similar path? Um, be prepared. Um, definitely being in the industry, you always have to be prepared. I, I know like some people think it would be a lot more deep than that, but um, definitely being prepared is a really, really, really important aspect to it. Um, you always have to, um, you know, just make sure that you're ready for anything that's coming up. And it's definitely, it, it can be, it can get really hard at some point, but you always have to keep pushing on and be organized and prepared. And being a perfectionist in this you know, industry is definitely a good thing. And if you just want to make sure that you um, don't take it too seriously, the perfectionist part in real life, which is something I have to learn the hard way, but um, definitely be prepared for a lot of things and, um, be dedicated to it. And if it's something that you love, then just push to do better. So so this is something that I want to, I'm going to amend that question again now for your parents. So what advice would you give to younger people, sorry, to your younger self's parents and your younger, younger people's parents who are listening now? <laughs> okay. Um, probably, um, definitely motivate them. It can definitely be a hard time, um, for especially if they're busy with school and everything, definitely, you, you know, kind of um, let them take their time doing it, but also, you know, try to um, get them, you know, as um, good experience and have a lot of things under their belt. So definitely stay patient with them. It can be a um, tedious experience, but um, definitely if they love it and if it's something that they want to do with their life, um, it'll eventually be good for them. So I like that. Okay. So the last question here, this is the hardest one. If you can only see one show for the rest of your life, but you can see it as many times as you want, what would you see? Phantom of the Opera. That one, <laughs> it, it was, I, it was like one of the first shows that I saw when I was uh, younger. I think I was like five years old. Um, and my parents took me to see it. And it was at that moment. I was like, this woman is so tall. I don't know who it was. I think it was, uh, I don't remember who was the Christine. Christine is also my dream role on Broadway to play um, my my vocal teacher has been working on opera with me and I just I want to kind of you know be a, have a role like that one day when I'm older but it's definitely the sh not only the show but the music and the aspect and also the cost the costumes are just amazing to it and so I, I just I feel like that show also has like a great plot to it and it's just amazing in general and if I could watch it like every single hour of my life I literally would <laughs> I have it on DVD I think um, the movie but <laughs> yes so yeah. Awesome. So where can we find you on social media? Um, follow me at um, Madison Lagaris official. So that's my Instagram name. Lagaris is spelled L-A-G-A-R-E-S. It's a lot of people spell it different ways. So um, yeah. 
Sweet. All right. And you can get more of me at the theaterpodcast.com. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at theater underscore podcast. Please leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening now. Hit that like button, that follow button. This has been edited by Well-Rounded Hoodlum Productions. Thank you to Jukebox the Ghost for the intro and outro music. And Madison, thank you most of all. I have really enjoyed this. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Alan. Thank you. Make the world a little colorful. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.